We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it is February 8th, it's 2019, and we have eight basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my bearded brother, Grant. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. It's been a weird weird day. Um, I'm driving down the West Coast and staying at a hotel, and I had a weird thing, weird thing happen to me, if you don't mind me telling the story. We all love weird Grant stories, so go right ahead. So I got a hotel in a not very nice area and just sitting in my room randomly, a guy comes up to my door, knocks, and I open it. He's like, hey, saw you carrying the stuff in here. Saw you're out of town. Uh, I'm a weird guy. I'm, my name's whatever. I'm a weird guy. I, I do weird things, um, but you want to make some money. And my immediate thought is, oh, gosh, this is not good. I said no. Um, wasn't sure if I should switch hotel rooms. And finally... Posted on Twitter, people told me to go to a different room, go down to talk to the manager, and nicest person in the world, probably love of my life, she's talking about how she was a sheriff for 20 years and wish I would have called her right away because she would have gotten out of Glock and would have had a great time, and just a real interesting story, and now the cops are here, and I was they just called me to come down there and talk, but I just decided to do this instead, but it's been an interesting night. Sounds like a fun night. Did they end up switching your rooms? No, I didn't even bother. As soon, like mine's right above the manager's office, and she's packing. So I'm, and a former sheriff, so I'm not really too worried about it. <laughs> well, this my this this is interesting. Um, oh, and also he went and apparently knocked on every door in the hotel, so it wasn't just me. And so that's why the cops are here right now. Nice. Um, 
it sounds like you're having an eventful night and hopefully that gets all sorted out because it's only like what nine o'clock there so like it's not even late yet uh, over there on the west coast um it's midnight here on the east coast so yeah i'm locking all my doors tonight <laughs> <laughs> well on that note um trade deadline has passed a lot of stuff to talk about as far as just games in general today um talked about yesterday on the podcast how like to you know be careful with your bankroll and i ended up like not playing a lot tonight and it's gonna be one of the better nights that i've had in a while so um i guess being on top of the news and paying attention to everything and having a grinders live show uh, right before lock um you know helped me out today but you know it is what it is I still want to say that I'm like undefeated on Terrence Ross. He's like my new KCP. Um, got him right again. But if you guys haven't checked out our sponsor, um, where I did play Terrence Ross at low ownership, fantasydraft.com, sign up through the Rotor Grinders links. So that way you guys get access to any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft. This is the second time this week we have not filled the listeners league. So if you guys want this to stay at like 75 instead of going back down to 50 people, we need to fill this thing. Um, not going to take down the listeners league. Had a really good team over there on fantasy draft tonight, but uh, somebody beat me out over there. Um, but if you want to play in Friday's listeners league, the link will be in the comments on the Rotor Grinders podcast page. I might even tweet it out as well. Grant, eight games. Let's get started. Cleveland at Washington, 220 total here. Washington favored by 10 and a half. Uh, Kevin Love is questionable. He's not rolled out yet. Um, he'll be a game time decision, they said, so we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, Osman's out. Thompson's out. And then on the Washington side of things, um, the traded members, Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker, are both questionable. It will be interesting to see how all these Wednesday trades, um, Otto Porter and Tobias Harris, you know, become Harrison Barnes um, and see if they can clear their physicals and stuff in time to be able to play. But we should get that news pretty early in the day. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Um, let's start with the Cleveland side of things. Obviously, Kevin Love will make a huge difference either way. Cleveland made some moves. Um, what are we looking at here on the Cleveland side of things? I mean, it's interesting. They shipped off Burke, and they got Shumpert, right? But I don't think he's playing. No, they got somebody else. Yeah. Uh, it, I didn't, it wasn't Shumpert. Oh, Shumpert went to the Rockets during that trade. In any case, uh, they don't have – I don't really see anything that relevant. Um it, they're not going to have that much depth. Depth. I mean, with Osman out, with Thompson out, um, with Burks gone, I, I could see Sexton, Nawaba, or even Clarkson paying off their price straight, pretty drastically. I mean, Sexton played 42 minutes in the last game and ended up like he's pretty much a almost a point per minute guy in this type of matchup here going up against Washington. He could be in for a boatload of minutes. He's only 4,500. I could easily take a shot on Clarkson, Sexton, or Nawaba here just based on the minutes and their price. Um, outside of that, I mean, I'm not going to go with Nance, especially if Love is back, and I'm not going with Love regardless just because the price is still decently far up there, and I don't know what his minutes for sure will be. So to me, it's a, you can get some value pieces here with those three guys I talked about. Yeah, really, uh, Cleveland just got picks out of that. Shumpert, Rockets, King. And they got Cash, Chris, that right? was it. Yeah. yeah, they got Chris. Um, 
yeah, Chris and Brandon Knight. Um, I don't really expect either one of those guys to play, but like kind of what you were saying as far as, you know, being shorthanded here, I think as much as I don't like playing um, Sexton, I, I have a hard time not having interest here against Washington, um, one of the worst teams in the league as far as defense goes. You know, they're ranked 24th. Um, so I, I really have interest in Sexton and Clarkson. Um, not knowing what's going to happen at, like, the center position. Um, Zizek is interesting. I don't think he's a guy that I'll end up on, but he is he is kind of interesting in the spot because centers – have been doing really well against this uh, Washington team. Is there anybody else you want to add here for Cleveland? Uh, I mean, the main thing I think with the Zizek is just because like Washington just may go small. And I think Cleveland may match him a little bit. Um, just throwing Nance and love at the five occasionally here. But I guess if love is ruled out, then I could see Zizek being an all right play here, hoping he gets a decent amount of minutes. Washington side of things. What are we looking at here on the wizards? I mean, Beal's in play. Cleveland's not very good defensively. And, I mean, Beal's pretty much always in play for me. Sadoransky's fine. I don't think I'm going out of my way there. I think over on the other side, I'd probably rather go with a guy like Sexton a little bit cheaper. There's a decent amount of value on today's slate. I mean, Sadoransky's been playing fine, but I don't know if I'll end up going there. I mean, it feels like a little bit chasing. Ariza and Green kind of based on the availability of Portis and Parker. Both of them are ruled out. Um, I'm in for both Green and Ariza. I assume that they're going to be in for a decent amount of minutes here. Uh, other than that, I'm probably not going with too many guys in Washington. Yeah, really got to see how the Parker news and everything kind of goes down here for Washington as far as like Jeff Green and those guys go. But I, I disagree with you on Sandorinsky. Um, he His usage is up a little bit right now. Cleveland's the worst team in the league against point guards. Uh, they're they're 20 they're 30th in defensive efficiency, 30th in defensive real plus minus, and the DVA matchup is the second best as far as point guards go on the slate. He's averaging 10.5 over a season average over the last four games. So I actually like this spot for Sandorinsky on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. His price on FanDuel too high, but I like what he's been doing. He's been filling up the stat sheet, and I think he's another guy that gets a bump if Parker and um, – Portis don't play so if Bobby Portis is active and he's good to go here like he's a guy that I'm a little interested in in this matchup so I'll, I'll I might just roll the dice just trying to figure out what the minutes and stuff would be but I think he's a guy that would get minutes with this with his new team yeah yeah I mean I could absolutely see him getting a decent amount of minutes not like Washington's really playing for too much he's done for after the end of this year's contract expires so I mean, they don't really need to throw Jeff Green in there for that long. Yeah, I can see Bobby Portis, if he is active, being a decent play. Moving on, we got the Knicks and the Pistons. 206 total here. Detroit fair by 8.5. Cantor and Wes Matthews are expected to be bought out if it hasn't already happened. Uh, Moutier is out. Um, I know I'm missing somebody. Um, uh, Nick Alita's out. Yeah. Nicolita. Yeah, yeah, he's he's out as well. Um, I just call him Nicolita. You did. Um, what is that from? I don't know. I was <laughs> trying to. You have me all thrown off now. <laughs> Nicolakina. Um, he's out. Um, and Detroit, as far as I've read, they're good to go. I know 
they're gonna try they're gonna go after wayne ellington and bullock's gone um but let's see how this all plays out. Uh, New York Knicks. Is there anything standing out to you here for the Knicks? Um, sorry, I got distracted there. It's it's Dennis Smith Jr. It's just Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, Detroit's obviously not great at defending the one. He's getting a boat. He got a boatload of minutes in the last game, and he's been producing at a pretty decent rate. They're just letting him shoot over and over again. Um, I, I could honestly see that being part of their plan to tank is just to have DSJ chuck the ball every time he gets it and basically just run everything and hope that he does badly. And that's their hopes of tanking. Um, so DSJ's price at 5,800 is just, I think that's still too small for me. He just got 40 in this matchup earlier on in the week and I could easily see him doing that again. But outside of that, like, I don't think I want to take a shot on Jordan. I just don't see him being a great contributor and I can't really trust the minutes that he's going to get. I could see them giving Cornette, Decent amount of run still. Like, there's just no one else I really want to go with in a Knicks rotation outside of DSJ. Yeah, I, I'm with you on DSJ. I talked about him in the last time these two teams just met, Detroit, Tara Boogans cards, and I was completely right. You know, him getting limited minutes in his first game when the Knicks all had to do with injury or with uh, foul trouble, um, picking up those quick fouls, but he played 40 minutes the other night. He took 25 shots. He's 5,800. He got a $100 price increase. I'm all about DSJ here. I think um, go right back to the well on him. I don't mind DeAndre Jordan at 6K, but they kind of limited his minutes the other night, um, and a lot of it had to do with foul trouble. Um, so he wasn't moved on the in the trade deadline. Not bought out yet. Um it seems like they're going to keep him around. Um, he is a free agent at the end of the season, but I think you see the minutes increase here for, for DeAndre Jordan, who was just in foul trouble last time these two teams played. And outside of those two guys, outside of DSJ and Jordan, I don't really see myself using anybody else here. Um, it's just not a spot, even with some limited or with some guys out and stuff. I just, it's not a spot I'm going to target this um, Knicks team. Yeah. Um, Detroit, we just saw these two teams play, um, and Blake Griffin had a really good game, but it, it's almost like his price is just so high that like he had a good game and he still wasn't able to like really crush on the slate. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a little bit interesting. His price is high enough where even if you end up getting 45, 50, you're still not that terribly happy on this type of slate here. I still think I'm going to go back to the well with him. He was playing on a back-to-back -back in that last game. Um, so like he may have only played 23 minutes in the one night before, but still, like he's going to be fully rested here. I'll still go with Griffin. Ish Smith is questionable still, right? Um, He's probable. Okay, they upgrade him to probable. All right, so then that gets, gets me out on Reggie Jackson. Drummond's fine, but, I mean, the Knicks' defense is going to be better with DeAndre Jordan in there, so I'm not terribly happy about paying that price for him. To me, the guy that I'd really just want to go with here is just Griffin, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I like Griffin. Um, I, I don't mind playing Griffin here. The two guys that I want to play from Detroit, there are Luke Kennard. Um, remember, Stanley Johnson's gone, um, and Bullock is gone. So I, I think Luke Kennard is a guy that probably sees like 25 to 30 minutes in this game. He's really cheap across the industry. 
The other guy that I have interest in is Ish Smith. He only missed a game the other night uh, for rest uh, purposes. So I think Ish Smith is another guy that sees like 20 to 25 minutes. And both of these guys are really cheap. Um, I don't really see them playing Galloway. And they got that dude um, from the the or the or from the Lakers. I can't – Civi. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. I was waiting for it. I was waiting no, for it. No, I'm going to have to – I'm gonna have to look it up, or uh, you know, go on YouTube and try to listen to how people pronounce it. But um, he might get some minutes here with his new team. I just I don't think he'll get more minutes than like Luke Kennard. They love Kennard in Detroit, so Luke Kennard and um, Ish Smith are two value plays, and I'm looking out on Detroit. Yeah, yeah, I like those calls there. Moving on, Denver at Philadelphia. This game has a ton of question marks. This is a game we're gonna be waiting for some news, but luckily it's a seven o'clock game. We'll get the news before lock. Hopefully um, Harris is already out. Millsap is questionable and Embiid is questionable. Tobias Harris is expected to be available. Um, whether or not he is active and plays, we'll have to see how this all plays out. Um, it seems like Philly is all in at this point, um, trying to win the East and um, try to beat, um, try to win the championship this year. Let's start with Denver. Obviously, Denver really depends on Millsap, um, you know, as far as like the cheaper guys go. But what are we looking at here on Denver side? Well, it's Jokic is in, or Jokic is in play here. I could see him crushing in this matchup. It's going to be a decently high scoring game. We don't have a total on it so far, but I'm expecting it to be one of the higher on the nights here. Um, so Joker is definitely in play. After that, it really does depend on the availability of Millsap. Uh, if Millsap is in, then I don't really have too much interest in anyone else. If he's not, then Plumley, his price tag over on uh, DraftKings went up about 1000 but I still think there's a little bit of meat on the bones there. This isn't – I don't really know exactly how Philly will be on the defensive end with Harrison there, and it, and it largely depends on if, beat is, if Embiid is out. But I still think Plumlee is a decent enough play there at 5,400. Um, and Lyles is still only 3,800. He could get some extended run here. So I don't mind Lyles regardless. Um, or I don't mind Lyles because of the price. Uh, Plumlee's a little bit tougher to stomach here. But it all depends on Millsap's availability. Yeah, Millsap's out um, on Fantasy Draft on DraftKings. I'll, I'll play Plumlee. Um, I have no issues with playing Plumlee here. At his price, playing 30 minutes, um, he's been very effective from the field, but he's a guy that can go out and get you a double-double um, and, and put up 30 fantasy points, which gives us almost 6x here. So I like Plumley. I was shocked to see Murray come back and Monte Morris still get 28 minutes. Uh, Will Barton really took a massive hit in minutes the other night, so I'm not really going to be looking at Barton at all. One of these guys... Beasley or um, Morris's minutes should probably go down when Millsap's back. But if Millsap's out, I don't mind taking a tournament shot on Monte Morris. Um, he's been very efficient from the field. He's been doing it all. Um, and he's still got the minutes the other night. So definitely don't hate him. Jokic, like you mentioned, he went for... 76 and a half fantasy points the first time these two teams met um at the end of january so murray was out for that game but it just tells you and tells you or shows you the upside that Jokic has in a game like this so he's not a top play for me but i definitely don't mind Jokic here 
Uh, let's talk Philadelphia. We'll have to see how this all plays out with Embiid and Tobias Harris, but give me your thoughts um, as far as Philly goes. I mean, I don't think you can play Harris, or you probably shouldn't play Harris regardless. Um, I mean, I don't know how much run he'll actually end up getting. His price tag is 6'8", super cheap. I mean, I guess if Embiid is out, and they rule that Tobias Harris is going to play a decent amount of minutes. I, you could take a shot on him. Um, if Embiid is out, I think you take, obviously, Simmons and Butler become very good plays. Denver has been great on defense over, like, the last month and a half here. Um, but Harris, like, it's just an interesting price tag. It's 6800 and you don't really know what his usage is going to be inside this offense quite yet. But if Embiid's out, i got to assume that, like, he's going to get a – decent amount of usage here it's just the minutes are a bit of a concern to me it all depends on Embiid's or availability here if he's out again Simmons Butler maybe you can take a shot on Harris at that price if Embiid's in then uh Embiid is a good play Simmons and Butler are decent plays here but like I may end up fading all of Philly if Embiid does end up playing yeah, if Embiid plays, I think you just kind of nailed it on the head here. If Embiid plays, I'm probably going to fade this team. If Embiid's out and Harris is active, I'll play Harris at his price. Um, if Harris and Embiid both are out, I think you look at Butler and you look at Redick and you look at Simmons. Um, in a game that should, like you said, be high scoring and be close if that happens. So a lot of different ways um, to go here. But Redick does get a bump where the beat off the floor. So if Embiid sits and Harris doesn't play, um, I do like JJ Redick uh, on the cheaper end. So a lot that we're going to be paying attention to. Um, what about Boban? What about Boban if Embiid's out? <sighs> <laughs> I want him would, so bad. He would have to, like he would have to be in the starting lineup for me to play. I mean, him. realistically, who else like? There's not really many better choices here on Philly at the five if if uh, Embiid is out. Uh, I mean, honestly, but, I mean, he's going to be able to keep up with Jokic. Like, it's interesting there. <laughs> they could use, <laughs> like, Mike Scott, though, like if Embiid sits. Yeah. Don't forget they got him in the trade, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I just... Like Boban at 3K there, if Embiid does end up sitting. That could you have be, to be in the starting lineup for me to pull the trigger. I mean, I, I can almost guarantee that if Embiid's out, I'm going to at least take one shot on Boban just because of how much I love that guy. But like even coming off the bench, if he gets 17 minutes at 3K, I mean, he could realistically end up with 20-something points. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a guy, it's all about minutes with Boban, no matter what, um, we know this, but for me to, to click that button, I honestly, I have to see him in the starting lineup. Yeah, I think I'm just going balls out if I hear about Embiid. Well, you thought you were going to lose your life tonight, like, you're, you're in that state where you're, like, traumatized, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th I thought someone was going to sell me drugs. And I wasn't really scared for my life. I just thought, oh, man. What what happens if someone offers you drugs and you say no? Is that impolite? <laughs> um, don't ask me. I always <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Um, Moving on, we got Chicago at Brooklyn. 
223 and a half total. Brooklyn favored by eight and a half in this game. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is out. Um, Otto Porter is a question mark here. Um, it'd be interesting to see if, if he plays, what his role is going to be. Um, Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker gone. Um, so that's something we're going to be watching. It's a 7.30 game. Hopefully we get some news. On the Brooklyn side of things, Dinwiddie and Dudley are still out. But Levert, the guy, really thought he was going to be out for a long time when we saw that injury. It was it was nasty to watch. But he is going to play in this game. He's available to play is, the, is what it says. Um, haven't seen anything, but I would be shocked if he plays more than like 20 minutes in this game. Let's start with Chicago. This is one of the tougher games um, to break down the night before. Sounds like Levine's going to play. Um, what are we looking at here as far as the Bulls go? Yeah, so it's interesting. Since they shipped off Portis and they shipped off Parker, Rolo, I don't want to play him, but, I mean, he could get a decent amount of run there. To assume, if Otto Portis out, he could get a but decent amount. He's supposed amount. to be bought out too, though. Like he's, is he? The, the, yeah, there is a uh, Woji said that like he is supposed to be bought out today or tomorrow. I mean, I think we got news that he's may or he may not be bought out from the GM. They said they're not committing to it right now. Gosh. Oh, okay. So I, I guess I read it wrong. I thought it was like happening, happening. I think that might have been the initial report, and then uh, the Bulls GM said we 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 might not. I guess that ah, gosh, this is confusing. Oh, gosh. Can't wait till ne- after the All-Star break where things are more secure. Um, but in any case, Rolo, if he's I, if he's not going to be bought out, if we get news on that, then potentially if he's going to get a little bit of run or we hear that he's in the starting lineup, it's a 730 game, so we should know by uh, lineup lock, then I can see playing him at 4K is not a horrible choice here. If Levine is in, I think that he's immediately in play. I mean, obviously, Brooklyn's not that great on defense. The spread isn't massive in this game, so it could stay close. But, yeah, Markin and Levine and Dunn are all very much in play, probably a little bit less so if Porter is active. If Porter's out, and, like, I love all of them. Their prices are about where they should be or about where they are, where they can all crush. We saw it the other night, and there's a good matchup here. Um, but probably my favorite guy is going to be if Levine plays, it's Levine. If he doesn't, it's Markinen. If, but I'll play Markinen regardless, just because he should get a boatload of minutes here and should crush. Yeah, Markinen is really the guy you want to play here for Chicago. Um, this is a really good spot for him, and he's certainly somebody we need to be looking at in this spot. So, I really like this spot for Markinen. The rest of the Bulls are all big time question marks to me. Like we took it, we could take advantage of Levine's price last time out. The price has come up. Um, I, I think Levine is fine. I don't think he's a bad play. And man, Rolo, if if Rolo sits, like, do you take a shot? Like, if they buy Rolo out during the day tomorrow, like, do you take a shot on Felicio? I think you have to at three k. I mean, you got to. There could be gotta- multiple minimum salary plays on today's slate for what it's worth. I mean, yeah, we just, I mean, I'd still rather have Boban than Felicio if Embiid's out. But, yeah, no, Felicio is definitely in play. Like, this is going to be a superstars and scrub slate in all likelihood with a just boat, just tons of – we have – some of the later games have a decent amount of value too. So, we'll see, I guess. But, yeah, um, I think you take a shot on Felicio if Rolo does get bought out because he's just going to be forced to play minutes. I mean, they're 
they could go a little bit smaller, but they can't just go with like they have to have some decent size on the floor. So yeah, Felicia was very much in play. And if Rolo gets bought out, I have to assume Markinen is just gonna be in there pretty much the entire game. Hi, yeah. Uh Markinen. Um again, I think that's the guy we're looking at here. And pay attention to the auto porter news. Let's talk Brooklyn Levert coming back. Um, not really knowing what we're looking at as far as minutes. Is there anything that you want to attack here on Brooklyn up against um, the Bulls, one of the worst defensive teams in the league, their third worst in defensive efficiency this season? I mean, with Levert coming back, I don't know if I really want to take a shot on too many guys. The like He's going to eat into a little bit of minutes for a lot of different guys here. Um, so to me, like the, I'm not chasing that Carroll game because of all this. Um, I think I'm going with either Jared Allen just because – them having a little bit of size versus a potentially very undersized Chicago front court. Um, he could end up crushing at just 5K there, and we could see 40-point game out of him here um, if he ends up getting enough minutes. And then Russell is just – I mean, he's going up against a bad defense team. It's that simple. I'll always play Russell at least 10%, and this is an actual good spot here. So even at 8-2, like I'm – he could easily crush this price tag here. So it's, it's Russell and it's Allen for me. Yeah. And like, as much as I really want to play Jared Allen here, it's just them playing him like 24 minutes a night just scares me. This is an amazing matchup. Um, if he, if man, if you, if you want to take a shot on Allen, I'm not going to talk you off of it. It's just the minutes scare me, but the matchup is phenomenal for him. So he got the minutes here. He, he definitely could crush, but, I don't mind Russell. I'm a little worried with Levert coming back. It's going to hurt Napier. Um, Brooklyn, not my favorite team today. Uh, Crab is back. Like, just there's just too many pieces that are back. Brooklyn's starting to get healthy, and um, this coach drives me insane. Yep. Bucks and Mavericks, two twenty three total. Um, Milwaukee fair by eight. Chris Middleton is out for this game. He's going to get a rest day. Um, I'm guessing Miritic is not going to play. Um, so I don't think we have to worry about that. I don't think any of the Thursday trade guys play. I think it's going to take them a day at least to get everything worked out. But, um, And then on the Dallas side, Luca is actually questionable for this game. But I think he's going to play. Uh, we'll have to see how um, that all comes out. And then J.J. Barea is still out. Let's talk Bucks here. Middleton getting the day off. Um is there anything that's standing out to you here for the Bucks? I mean, Giannis is fine, but realistically, like I don't, I don't really know if I want to play any of these Bucks here. I mean, it's it's Giannis just because we're going to have the salary for it. But I don't think I'm going Bledsoe. I don't think I'm going Middleton. I may take a shot on Brogdon. Um, is probably the, about the only guy I really want to. But you want a little bit more upside than him, considering about how many value plays there are on the slate. I mean, I guess Brolo maybe could crush in this spot. I mean, Dallas is not doesn't really have a huge amount of size here. Uh, I could see Brolo doing decent here, but I, I, this is probably not a spot where I'm going to really look at any Milwaukee guys other than Giannis just because of the salary I'll have. Yeah, and like you got to worry about this game staying close uh, too. So Dallas has covered at a better rate at home than any other team in the league so far this season. I honestly, I'm less worried about this game staying close than other people. It's only an eight-point spread right now, and I think the Dallas covers, even without half their team. 
Fair enough. Um, I, I really like Brogdon in this spot. He could say 5% usage bump with Middleton off the floor. Oh, almost 6%, 5.9%. Um, he sees an increase in just about every stat across the board. So I do like Brogdon a lot in this spot. Um, when we look at his per 36 uh, with with um, Middleton off the floor, we see almost six more fantasy points per game. Um, and that's the biggest bump on the entire team. So I really like this spot for Brogdon. Outside of that, Bledsoe gets a bump, but his price is at a point where I don't know if I, I would actually take a shot on him. Giannis, I do like um, when we're looking at studs on this slate. I think Giannis is certainly in play with Golden State playing Phoenix. Uh, so, yeah, those two guys, um, Brogdon and Giannis, my favorites. And if you want to take a, a shot on Bledsoe, he does get a 5% usage bump uh, with Middleton off the floor. So, those guys are definitely going to benefit um, from these from Middleton being out. Let's talk Dallas here. Um, you know, we, we saw Tim Hardaway play the other night. He only played 26 minutes in that game. It was a little disappointing. I actually thought that he was going to play more than that. I think a lot of us thought he was going to play more than that. Dwight Powell um, played really solid minutes. I don't want to overreact to too much of that game um, because, you know, Maxi Keebler still played 29 minutes in that game. So it looks like they're going to be playing, um, you know, 26 to 30 minutes a night, uh, those two guys. So that's good to know. Trey Burke didn't really play at all um, in that game. What are we looking at here on the Dallas side? I mean, if Luca doesn't play, then then I probably worry about this game staying close. But it sounds like he's going to play. If he doesn't, then you can just play all the value in this game and hope for the best. Um, I could see playing Luca here. It, it's it's a, it's a high salary, but I mean, and it's not the greatest matchup in the world. But he can still go fifty-five in the spot here, and there's not really a huge amount of high price guys that I really want to pay for with the amount of value here. So I don't mind Luca. Um, Labor, I, I'm fine with him at 4,200 here. I could see him still getting a decent amount of run. Obviously, Milwaukee has some size where he can get some extra run here. I don't mind um, Powell, and I don't mind THJ hoping he gets a little bit of extra run here. Still put up 16 shots in the last game. He just didn't shoot great. His price tag's only 5K. And realistically, in the last game, if he would have shot better, then uh, he could have potentially paid that off. I mean, he launched nine three-pointers during that game. If he gets hot, then they could end up getting him 30 minutes, and he could end up shooting a whole bunch and just crush his value tag. Yeah, that was Hardaway, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, I definitely don't mind going back to the well on Hardaway. I think he plays a few extra minutes in this game, too. But Luca's usage on the season is around like 26%. Over the last five games, 35, 39, 32, 36 and a half, 35 and a half. So, like, his usage is just insane right now. If they say he's good to go, Luca is in play. Um, in It's just, he's a guy that could go for 50 plus uh, at any time right now. And with DSJ gone, like, the usage is just going to be insane. Uh, we've seen this a lot this year with DSJ gone. And um, the dude is a is a, a legit triple double threat um, each and every night. And man, how dumb does some of these NBA teams look for not taking this guy number one? Right. I mean, if random people could see it, I don't know how NBA GMs didn't. Golden State at Phoenix. No total on this one. Waiting on Devin Booker news. He's questionable. Warren's out. Melton's out. Um, 
this is probably the the biggest game that I'm I'm concerned about staying close on the slate. Golden State, is there anything that you want to play here from the Warriors, assuming everybody's going to play? I mean, I could see potentially game stacking this up because you can get some value picks on the other side, but I'm not taking one-offs except for, I don't know, maybe maybe Boogie, but not really. Uh, yeah, probably just going to end up staying away from everyone. Just I don't see many. We don't have a spread for this, but i got to assume it's going to be somewhere around, I don't know, what, 15? Um, yeah, 14 if Booker doesn't play, probably like 17 if Booker doesn't play. Booker Booker plays around 14 if Booker doesn't play around 17. Yeah, yeah, so I don't really see this game staying close regardless. I'm probably staying away from Golden State outside of like one game stack, especially one game stack of Booker doesn't play and Phoenix somehow keeps it close all the way into the fourth. Yeah, and like Boogie was one of the first people to come off the floor the other night when the the Spurs, um, when Golden State just beat up the Spurs. But if 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 Booker if Boogie gets like twenty five minutes in this game, eight in defense with Boogie, like Boogie would go to town in this game. So I definitely don't mind him. Um, as far as Phoenix goes, obviously it depends a lot on Booker. Um, if Booker sits, is there anything that you want to play here from Phoenix? I mean, I'll go back to the Josh Jackson. Well, I played a lot of them last night and worked out pretty well. And then I don't mind Ubre. Um, and Aiton's fine. I mean, the main thing is, like, if Booker does end up sitting, you get such high ceilings on some of these guys. If this game somehow stays close, it means that one of these guys got a hot hand. So Aiton, Ubre, Jackson, with Jackson being by far my favorite here, who I might play regardless of if I'm stacking up. Uh, if Booker's out, are the guys I'd look at. Yeah, one of my favorite plays is in this game uh, on the Phoenix side. It's Tyler Johnson. Coach already came out and said that he's going to start um, at point guard uh, in this matchup. So he's 4,300. I know it's been an up-and-down season for Tyler Johnson, but he's a guy that in this type of role, in a faster-paced game, in a faster-paced environment, um, I think we see Tyler Johnson really start to excel here. So I want to jump on it before everybody else. And I think Tyler Johnson is certainly somebody we're going to be looking at here on the slate. And I do, I do like Jackson, um, whether or not Booker plays or not Jackson with Warren out, Jackson's going to get the minutes. So um, I definitely don't mind Jackson, but Tyler Johnson's really the guy that I want to play from Phoenix because he's really cheap. And I think he's going to, see 25 to 30 minutes no matter what the score is in this game yeah yeah i mean i could see that and i mean wouldn't be surprised in a blood if you got some run there just to get get used to the team maybe a little bit yeah and we could actually see phoenix play some of their guys in the fourth quarter just to they're young and you know get them some playing time together so um you know that's why i'm not too worried about jackson and those guys yeah Minnesota at New Orleans, uh, no total on this one. Alfred Payton is out. More is questionable. Minnesota, as far as I, I've seen, um, they're good to go uh, outside of the guys that have been out. Um, Covington, I think, is out. Um, Bayless, I think, injured his toe. Bayless got hurt, Nine. yep. Um, Rose, Rose and Teague are both questionable. Um, they're getting close. Like uh, Teague, I, I think Teague ends up playing this one, especially if Bayless sits. So 
just got to see how this all plays out. Let's talk uh, Timberwolves. What do we like here for Minnesota? I mean, so I think Rose is actually doubtful. I don't think he plays. Bayless, we don't know. Teague, I mean, it all depends on the availability of Teague. Um, if Teague's in, then I like I like uh, Wiggins and Towns a little bit less. If Rose, Bayless, Teague, are, and Tyus Jones are all out, I could see playing Cannon at just 300. I mean, I assume he's going to get a boatload of minutes there because that's just what they do, and he's going to become the uber chalk of the slate. Um, but I think that in that case, I'd also be playing a lot of Wiggins and a lot of Towns just because they're going to have to do so much work against this high-paced Pelicans uh, uh, team. Like, it, it just all depends. There's so many questionable tags that we just don't know the night before, so it's all about the availability of, like, whoever. But I could see playing Teague at his price tag in this matchup here if he's good to go here. Yeah, I don't mind if, if Teague comes back and they say his minutes are going to be okay. Um, and then Cannon, like you said, if Bayless sits and Rose sits and Teague misses the game, Cannon, min salary, um, punt play. Wiggins on Thursday night took 28 shots. Only hit 10 of them, but took 28 shots. He's just continuing to shoot a lot. Um, Dario Sarge crushed in his limited minutes. I really wish we would just see him get the run over Taj Gibson. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I think it's eventually going to happen, but until it happens, we really can't do much. Um, I don't mind cat here, um, going up against Anthony Davis. I think that, um, you know, we see cat have a pretty solid game here. Um, it's kind of it on the Timberwolf side. As much as I don't like Wiggins, man, he's just shooting so much right now that, if he's just going to be shooting this much, I think we have to look at him. Uh, the other side of this game, I think Anthony Davis is a guy that do we think we see lower ownership on Davis? People are a little worried here. Uh, what kind? Of, what do you project here for Davis? I don't know. I mean, it's a confusing scenario. I assume they just give him full run, like maybe not 40 minutes, but he could be mid-30s here and – I think with that, we can play him. Um, like with that mirror tension, they're probably giving him a little bit of a bump. But I think Davis is very much in play against Minnesota here. Uh, I'll probably be using – I won't go real heavy on him, but I'll probably be a little bit above the field here. I think that he's fine. I don't think I'm playing Randall. He's played off the bench in the last game, and he did all right. But his price tag's at 8K and – I wouldn't be surprised with Davis back in the lineup if Randall comes off the bench again. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see what news we actually get on that. I don't know if I'm pl- I'm not playing Drew with Davis back at 9.2K. I know that he doesn't really see a massive bump without Davis on the floor um, and all those guys off the floor. But like it, it, it's just too much of a price tag for pay for me on this slate. I mean, I'd rather go with a guy like Cat and, and spend down elsewhere. Um, then go with Drew. So I think it, it's it's mostly just Davis for me here. And then the rest of the guys that we've been using, like Williams, is probably not going to get that much run here. So it, it, it's just Davis for me, I think. Yeah, um, I, I think Anthony Davis is one of those guys that I'm going to take a shot on here um, and just play the contrarian role and hope it kind of works out that he's low owned and he comes out and he's pissed off or something. But, um, I certainly don't mind Anthony Davis in this spot. I think that the upside is certainly there. 
you know, Randall, like you said, he played off the bench the other night, played 31 minutes in his first game back in over two weeks and had a really good game, 31 actual points um, off the bench. So he took 18 shots. Uh, the usage was really high. The problem here is the guys that we've been playing for the Pelicans um, all take a hit. Okafor takes a hit. Uh, Williams takes a hit. If Moore is back, Wilt Miller takes a hit. So you want to jump off the bandwagon on Diallo and all those guys that I just mentioned uh, for New Orleans uh, with Davis and Randall being back here. Uh, Williams might get run with Miritic being traded, but I think it's more of like 25 minutes instead of the 35 to you know minutes that he's been playing. So I'm going to jump off all those guys that we've been playing and uh, just focus on Anthony Davis um, on the Pelican side. Yep. Miami at Sacramento, 218 and a half total here. Sacramento favored by two and a half. Gordon Drogic is out. Derek Jones is out. Uh, same guys that have been out. Let's start with Miami. Um, little less clout crowded uh, guard situation in Miami now. What are we looking at here on the Heat? I mean, I like D Wade's price at 5K going up against a really high paced Sacramento team here. I think that. I mean, he's put up 37 in three of his last four here. His price tag is done. Don't tell anybody. All right. Sorry. Don't play Dwayne Wade. No. Play Dwayne uh, Wade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should get a little bit of extra run here. Um, Olenek getting a decent amount of run. I think he got into foul trouble in the first half last game, and that's kind of why he didn't get a little extra run here. I don't – his price tag at 4-2 is – a little bit higher, but I think that he's still a decent GBP play here. Whiteside, fast-paced matchup, only 6.8K, put up 50 in the last game. He's very much in play. Richardson and Winslow are fine plays. I'm not going out of my way to play them, but their price tags are juicy enough in this type of matchup where they could end up crushing here. So there's a lot of guys on Miami that are very much in play with Wade being the best one out of all of them probably. Yeah, I, I really like Dwayne Wade here. Um a lot, a lot. So I, I definitely think this is a good spot to play Dwayne Wade. Um, he's been crushing. And with this guard situation kind of working out the way it has, um, I don't mind him. Olenically, you said he got in foul trouble. He actually drew the start the other day over James Johnson. Um, so I, I definitely don't mind Olenek here. He can extend the floor. And uh, if he's going to get the minutes, which if they are moving him into the starting lineup, uh, I think it's interesting to see. Um, how he plays here against Sacramento. So I don't definitely don't mind a Linux. Um, it's kind of it on the Miami side. What are you looking at here against uh, Miami with the Kings? I mean, I don't really have a huge amount of interest to play any of them. It's not going to be that. It's not that good of a matchup for him here. I mean, Fox is priced fine. I don't, I think he's priced about right. Buddy Hyde is getting a decent amount of run here. I mean, he would have gotten a lot of run in the last game versus Houston if it wasn't a complete blowout. I think the same thing for Spurs. So I like Buddy probably is my favorite here. I think you always take a shot on Bagley just considering what he can do um, with those minutes here. He didn't play that great in the last game, but he didn't shoot too well. And obviously it was a blowout there. I I, I honestly, and I don't play Willie Cauley-Stein at, at, on the or I play Willie Cauley-Stein at home. So I could see taking a shot on him, but this isn't a great matchup to me. I think it's just Buddy Hyde is the guy I'm going with. His slate is stacked here. Um, and Barnes isn't going to play, right? Or he's questionable. He is going to play. He might play, though. That's, that's the thing. Like, 
I honestly just I think this is a team I'm going to take the wait and see approach on, and I don't think I'm going to end up with anything here from the Kings. Um, seeing how like Barnes is going to affect this team and stuff, um, and just not playing anybody here. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the better move. <laughs> um, all right, that's it. Let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. Grant, give me your favorite game to go over or under. Um, Dallas game to go over. Dallas game over. All right. Um, I'm going to take the under in the Sacramento game, the game we just talked about. Right. Um, under 5K to 7X, who you got? Boban. <laughs> Boban. There's so many people I could pick, but I'm 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 just rolling with Boban. Um, give me Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I figured you're gonna go with him. Uh, over 8K to not 5X. Who's your bust on the slate? I'm going with Drew. All right. Um, man, there's so many. Give me KD. Uh, who's your 6X guy? I'm going to let you have Wade. I'll take DSJ. Yeah, I'm definitely taking Wade. I already had it written down, so I'm glad you gave him to me because I didn't want to cross it out, so that's perfect. But Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Guys, pay attention because this is an incredibly confusing slate with everything, and be be cognizant of all the news that comes out. And watch Crunch Time with Andy Means and Kevin Roth because – there's going to be a lot of things that break down probably. <laughs> yes, uh, a lot of stuff going on for sure. So make sure you guys are paying attention to that. Uh, on that note, we're going to get out of here. I hope everyone has an awesome and wonderful weekend. If you're playing NASCAR, make sure you check out my NASCAR package. Um, we do have a special $7 package for this shorter field, shorter race, and $2 of each sale is going to be donated to the J.D. Gibbs Legacy Fund, so uh, make sure you guys are checking that out. On that note, uh, we'll be back on Monday talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we will see you guys then. Time to go lock my doors.